Hey, uh, Justin, you want to watch a movie? Yeah, sure. What you got? Uh, well, uh, what do you think about... Uh... Uh, no, I saw it last week. Oh, what about... Uh... Not, not again. No. How about this? Wait. You want me to watch what? So tell me what you thought of Mixed Nuts. <laughs> I have a clear memory of seeing the promotional picture for this. You know, just the big image of Steve Martin with the Christmas hat and everybody kind of lined up underneath it. And that is about as far as I remember. Uh-huh. Um, I, I laughed out loud several many times. It never seems to fail me how impressive Steve Martin is. <laughs> I I agree with that because, and I kind of came to a realization as I was watching this this time. He doesn't very often play really likable characters. Yeah, you know his character's not terribly likable, or relatable, or sympathetic. But I'm still rooting for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, for those of you who are joining, welcome. This is You Want Me to Watch What, a podcast where Justin and I recommend movies the other hasn't seen, or in some cases, hasn't realized that they've seen, you know, (laughs) (laughs) which I think happened to me a while back, where you recommended one is like, I got two thirds of the way through, I'm like, oh, it it was Puss in Boots, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, something like that. So anyway, this, this you know, week we watched Mixed Nuts, a Christmas movie based on a really, really dark French novel, of which they only keep a little bit. <laughs> that doesn't mean that this is less dark. Oh, no. It's just differently so. It is. It's it's more shadowy comedy, yeah. not dark comedy. And there there is so much to this. I mean, it's... It doesn't have a single plot. It has a lot of intertwining plots. Yes. So we'll we'll play around with that. First, we have Phil. Phil is that that Steve Martin's character. Phil is the head of a suicide prevention hotline called Lifesavers, mm-hmm. which is just receiving an eviction notice from. From their landlord. Um, Gary Shandling. Shandling. That's it. Gary (laughs) Shandling. And to give an idea for this, as the landlord is giving him this eviction notice and talking to him, he's also going through like the lobby and unscrewing light bulbs that are lit so that they'll always be like half of the light bulbs in any given thing are not lit to save money on light bulbs. Yep. And so, it's Christmas, here's your eviction notice. Unless you can come up with the $5,000 that you need for rent to keep everything going. All right. So he goes up, and Phil wants to prevent his two employees from seeing this. Played by Madeline Kahn and Juliette Lewis. No. No, not Juliette Lewis is... uh, She's in the movie. She's, She's Gracie. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks. Rita Wilson. Yeah, Rita Wilson. 
Rita Wilson. I almost said Rita Hayworth. I'm like, no, that's half right. That's a different person. <laughs> I know. Nope. I I got all my cast things over here to the side of my screen, and I just they're right next to each other on the line. Mm-hmm. Now, so he's going to try to keep them from finding out. And now we need to shift over to Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn works there. She's, you know, an older, middle-aged lady. Mm -hmm. And all she wants to do is leave and go to her dead husband's sister's house for Christmas dinner. Yes. And over the course of this movie, she will get into the elevator and get stuck for a while. And open the gifts and try to use the gifts to (laughs) call out for help. Uh, she will get into a fight with the dog walker owner and eventually try to leave only to have something heavy land on her car windshield, smashing it. And everything just goes downhill until she and dog walker guy will say form a relationship. Yeah. On the beach. <laughs> it's fun. And it's a little, it's a little piece of the movie. Yeah. Her, her story. But it's also probably the consistently funniest. Well, it's Madeline Kahn, yes. It is Madeline Kahn. That woman's a treasure. She is. An absolute treasure. So, Rita Wilson. She is the next character. She's an employee. She's not been there as long. She's, she's the mousy one. She's the one that, you know, is shy. And she's got the hots for Phil. For some reason. Phil's engaged, you know, but that ends early on as part of his story. Mm -hmm. When he calls her to try to get money because she's a loan officer at the bank. She's like, no, my my psychiatrist says that we should break up. You didn't tell me you were seeing a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah, for three months. (laughs) Seeing. As in dating. Oops. Now, she, over the course of her story, um, Rita Hayworth's character, Rita Wilson's, I did it. You did it. Thank you. You did this. You did this to me. (laughs) Uh, Catherine is her name. So, Rita Wilson's character, Catherine. She over the course of this, is going to have some self-revelations. She's going to get dolled up. She's going to kind of come into her own. She's going to be helped in this by her friend Gracie. Gracie and Felix, they go together. Yes, they do. They are the loudest, funniest part of this movie, as far as I'm concerned, because I have heard every single one of their arguments, conversations... In real life. Mm -hmm. Felix is an ex-con. And when we first meet him, he is running away from Gracie, who is trying to stab him, I think. He's wearing a Santa suit because she has cut up and burned all of his clothes. Yes. We also get a running gag of a couple of rollerbladers with with a tree, but we'll just leave that to the side. Felix... Gracie is pregnant. Very much so. Mm-hmm. She's going to have a baby soon. Felix wants to be a good dad. 
but it's not working out because Felix is an ex-con. He's an artist. He's a wall artist. You know, he wants to paint big murals, so he doesn't have a job. Yep. Which means that he's just leeching off of Gracie, who doesn't have a good job. And everything is going crappy. Mm-hmm. Also, Adam Sandler's in this. Yeah. Very early Adam Sandler. I I, I think this is probably pre-Billy Madison. Yeah, but you can tell it's, you can, it's Adam he's, Sandler. He's playing Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. But, and then we get, we, hmm, we get the film debut of Schreiber. Yes. Yeah, right? Le- leave Schreiber. Yep. Who is playing Chris. And we don't know if Chris is a transvestite or transgender or cross-dresser. We don't know because it's 1994 and there's no distinctions of these things. Yep. What we do have is leave Schreiber, manly man's, you know, saber-toothed leave Schreiber, Mm -hmm. who is wearing high heels and a beautiful skirt and a... A top that shows off exactly how muscular he is. Mm-hmm. And he's killing it. Absolutely. He is... Uh, he's lonely. He calls lifesavers. And he convinces Steve Martin's character to give him the address. And he shows up. And he shows up and dances with Steve Martin. And gets shot by Felix... When Felix is, you know, saying he's not going back to jail kind of thing. And then Gracie takes the gun and shoots all over to empty it. Because it's not good enough to just open it up and dump out the bullets. No. If you're going to keep the gun from Felix, you have to empty it. So she shoots all over the place until she shoots all of the bullets gone. Mm -hmm. That's joyous. And... You know, I said there's no plot. There's lots of plots. Mm -hmm. Everything is just circling, and the plot is chaos. Yes. The plot is all about chaos. So when Madeline Kahn's character is trapped in the elevator, they call the super, the landlord, Gary Shandling. He'll be a couple of hours. Gracie just pushes the I want to go up button, and it fixes the elevator. Phil had given Madeline Kahn a fruitcake. For Christmas, the same fruitcake she had given him the previous year. Gracie uses the fruitcake to bludgeon Felix in the head, giving him a concussion requiring stitches. So Phil takes Felix to the vet because they don't have money, played by Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. where Felix takes a whole bunch of drug, dog, you know, droopy pills. Yep. And gets, and hence why he is all nuts. In the office with the gun. Leave Schreiber's character tries to take the gun, gets shot in the foot. Oh! And gets a song sung to her by Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Phil realizes in all this, you know, after the... So, Gracie shoots all over to empty the empty the gun, goes two shots through the door. Which means that she just killed the landlord. So, that means that Rita Wilson's character, Catherine, she goes into shock, and so... While drawing up a bath for her, Phil professes his love, and they have sex. 
with their head between the toilet and the tub. Because nothing says romance like sex with your toilet, like sex with your person with your head between the toilet and the tub. Leave Schreiber's character, Chris, starts flirting now with Adam Sandler, and the two seem to couple up. Gracie and Felix, Felix kind of comes too, and they dress up the the dead landlord as the Christmas tree, and they all decide to carry him down and just throw him on the boardwalk, because that'll work. Felix tosses the tree because the rollerbladers come back. He climbs up to the top of a building and threatens to commit suicide and with an empty gun. I guess he could jump. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not what he's doing. He's holding the gun. He's like holding he's going the, yeah. to use it. There's no bullets left in the gun. Phil gives an emotional speech about Christmas, and Felix comes down, and everybody's fine. And then we find out that the landlord was actually a notorious serial killer. And so now the reward money is going to save everything. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. An absolute mess of a movie. There is no describing this. You can read all about it on Wikipedia, and it's still going to be a mess. The only way to experience it is by watching it. It is literally just mixed nuts, and you you just reach in, and whatever you get is, okay, this is where we are. And it is crazy. And everybody in it does so well yeah every single person steve martin not likable character lovable actor and by god he's good at it mm-hmm. you know madeline khan can do no wrong i'm just gonna say that out loud yeah anthony lapalia he's the guy who played felix i know i've seen him at other things heaven help me i cannot remember what else he's been in but I know that I've seen him. I know that I've heard oh, yeah. his voice in things. But it's like he's just, he nails that drunk, angry, divorcee kind of voice. This is, and I, I honestly, I think this is probably one of Nora Ephron's strongest movies. And I, she's the one who wrote it, directed. Yeah. And I like a lot of the stuff that she's done. I like I liked when Harry met Sally, My Blue Heaven, Sleepless in Seattle, Michael, You've Got Mail. You know, I like those movies. Julie and Julia. I like a lot of things she did. I did not want to like this when it first came out in nineteen. I was twelve years old. Of course, you didn't want when to it like came it. out. I I had no. This is a Christmas movie. My mother is thrilled with Christmas movies of all stripe, all stripes. And she's like, oh, we'll watch this one. I'm just like, it. it's full of adults. You know, I wanted to see something with kids or, you know, magic animals or something. It's like, oh, adults. And my God, I think I've watched this almost every year <laughs> since 1994. Well, okay, 95 when it was on VHS. Well, yeah. But so what was the moment that you're like, okay, I'm in it? Right after the first Christmas tree instance. <laughs> Felix is running away from uh, Gwen. Yeah, yeah. Gra- uh, Gracie. Gracie, yeah. Runs into the two rollerbladers. One of them is John Stewart from The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, breaks the tree in half. <laughs> and they're arguing with, uh, with each other. Steve Martin pulls up, and as a conflict resoluter, he's trying to calm everybody down and they all turn on him <laughs> as if he's the one who broke the tree stay out of it 
And None I'm, of y'all business. And I'm like, okay, this is this is where we're going. And it just and it just spiraled from there. And then, you know, I I I I try not to do any research about the movies you give me. I right. So I go in a blank slate. Okay, yeah, that was funny. He gets to the office. There's Madeline Kahn, and I'm like, oh, okay. What whatever happens now, it's fine. We've got <laughs> everything that happens from this point on. Oh, by the way, the other rollerbladers, Parker Posey. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The the so the moment in night so not in 1995, right? And the the moment that caught me then was when Madeline Kahn was stuck in the elevator. <laughs> and the she's toys. going through and she's she's doing the rap. Yeah. Like she's got the little the little Casio thing and she's making it do beats. It's like, "Help, help me. Help me." I'm stuck in the elevator. You gotta help me. She's got a little toy microphone and a little toy, you know, yeah. That, how much you want to bet they just loaded her in the elevator with all that stuff and said, whatever you do, we're going to film, so have fun. Here you go. As an adult, the moment was when, um, was when Stephen Wright calls the hotline and there's static on the line. So Stephen Wright, if, if you don't know, Stephen Wright is famous for the one-liner jokes that sound very depressed. You know, I, I poor oh, yeah. spot remover yeah, yeah, on yeah, my yeah. dog. Yeah. Now I can't find him kind of thing. Yeah. He calls and they show him in – trigger warning, suicide. They show him in the phone booth. That was a thing, kids, back in the day when you needed to make a phone call in public – there you was a large coins. there was a large glass rectangle. You would go in and close the door. You could see mm-hmm. out of it and there was a phone there. Now I know what you're thinking. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so this is a great place to change into Superman. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> anyway, he calls and they're static on the line and and one of them says, I need you to just click it. He's like, I'm gonna do it. You need to just do it, click it. And all of a sudden, you hear the poof, and then there's silence, and she looks at the phone for a while. She's like, I think we, we lost contact. And Steve Martin's character comes over and says, if they need help, they'll call, call back. back. And then they just stare at the phone for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And I'm, I'm watching this, you know, at, at 40, I'm just like, that's dark. Yeah. That is a joke that absolutely flew by me. In 1995. Uh-huh. Just flat out did not. <laughs> so, Gary Shandling, what a wonderful asshole. Yeah. I've never cared for Gary Shandling and anything I've ever seen him in because he's always playing that kind of person. Yeah. It's like I always expect somebody to come up and give him like a hail hydra. Yeah. And I guess I wouldn't be wrong. No. Especially uh, in this instance. Yeah. So, great soundtrack. I mean, I I don't know how much you were paying attention to that. But you've oh, got yeah. Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby. Uh-huh. You've got Leon Redbone's version of Blue Christmas. Yeah. Fats Domino's I'll Be Home for Christmas. I mean, there's a lot of these really great, you know, Carly Simon, you know, the Drifters did their version of White Christmas. Yeah. 
Of course, Adam Sandler's in there with grape jelly. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's, of course yeah, he is. Yeah. It's like having it's like having Jack Black in a movie. If you're going to have him in there, you may as well have him sing something. Yeah. If you're going to have early Adam Sandler in there, you, you need to have him baby talk and sing something with a ukulele. This is true. It's just, it was... It was the 90s. Yeah. And this is all set in California, by the way, right? Oh, yeah. No sun. N- yeah. Or no snow. No snow. no snow. All sun, except when it's nighttime. It's just you got the ocean just over there, you know? <laughs> but, so, clearly this is a see it from me, right? Yeah. This is one of those where every every member of the cast is absolutely first rate in this role. There is so much talent that each of them is bringing into it that it's almost too much (laughs) because every character is just shining with such intensity, with such timing comedically that there's never really a rest. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rob Reiner is the weakest of the comedic actors in this as the vet. And even he has those moments between, you know, talking to Phil and just, try, you know, that you're still laughing. Oh, yeah. When he mistakes Felix for a cat because he hasn't seen Felix yet. Yeah. And then walks yeah. in, oh, Felix is human. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find that Felix was human before he was a cat. <laughs> I think you'll find you're wrong. <laughs> so, yes. See it for me. What about you? It is absolutely a see it. I I enjoyed Ah. the heck out of it. Right now, you can find it for free on Tubi. The thing was a bomb, right? It 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 didn't do well in theaters, you know. So you just kind of have to trust us, all right? Yeah, trust us that no matter what Rotten Tomato says, no matter what Metacritic says or Cinema Score. This movie is worth watching, even if you don't make it part of your routine. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie that's like, yes, this captures all of the craziness of Christmas and doesn't compromise on the crazy. No. And, you know, maybe it's one of those movies that just needs almost 30 years to just, you know, age (laughs) like a wine. (laughs) Well, in that case, we have popped the cork at the right time. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, that's all I got, which I think means it's your turn. Yes, and given the festive season, I've got something. Excellent. Me popsicles? Why don't you grab your multipass, a drink, and come sit with us? Let's pick each other's brain. We want you to be part of our intimate conversation about science fiction topics. Let's do this. Join us and let's talk about science fiction topics in books, movies, TV shows, and games. At Science Fiction Remnant, you are invited to listen in. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget your multipass. 